Tales of Online Dating featuring Paddy and hosted by Adam Smith. This is my mate's Paddy podcast. Hello and welcome to this special bonus edition of my mate Paddy's podcast. I'm back, which means... I'm back, you lucky things. For the bonus, (laughs) some random stranger, it is still set. We're here now to talk all things sex. Basically start off with a blog that was wrote by myself um, in regards to kind of, I think, a, a perception that a lot of maybe Europeans have on us that we're British and we don't like to talk about sex. Um, yes, we're very Jewish. Yes, I think we are. And I, like, I always think of this situation and then think of this exact story whenever I think of just how prudish we are because at the time, not that even at the time I was, I would consider myself a prude, but it kind of took me by surprise. So mm. we were on a holiday in Greece. Um, mm-hmm lovely five-star all-inclusive hotel we'd gone down to the the shop in the hotel um and it was a bit like we need some cards we need something to kill a bit of time in the evening um Mm -hmm. let's play because every fucking brit on holiday let's be honest loves a game of either gin rummy or snap don't they (laughs) yeah just to pass the time isn't it (laughs) unbelievable how everyone suddenly becomes like a, a pro gin rummy player true so we'd gone down to the shop to buy some cards. So I was walking over and I was like, oh, cards are at the, at the counter. And I'm like, I don't want Thomas the Tank Engine ones. I think it was Thomas the Tank Engine. I'd put which ones it was on, on the blog. Um, yes. I'm sure it was Thomas the Tank Engine. And next to Thomas the Tank Engine were adult playing cards. Um, mm. And like the Queen of Hearts was just this woman with a leg spread, tits out. And it was a bit like... Fucking hell, oh, like, I know they're, they're like, not shy around here, but Christ, kiddo picks yeah. them up and he's getting well told off by his mom. I remember being in Belgium once and I went into a shop and they had chocolates and then like dirty magazines and a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, so I'll pick up my chocolates, my magazine, and I'll <laughs> give myself a bit of a shebang. <laughs> That's an even sorted. <laughs> but then it's like, you've got that extreme there. And like, yeah. obviously, like I've been to, to Amsterdam, so everyone knows what Amsterdam's like. It's yeah, yeah. You can't go, like you walk out of the train station and walk down the main street. And I think next, a couple of doors down from McDonald's is the sex museum. And it's a bit like, what the fuck? And there's just kids everywhere. And even like you go down the red light district and there's families that walking up and down. There's, there's little kids with the parents and you think, this is fucking nuts. But then you think, no, it must be us as, as Brits that kind of just can't take it a bit too, have a bit too kind of, oh no, that's not for us. We can't do that. You know, like I went to, I like this is years ago because I don't even know if you can buy the magazines now, but I'd call them <laughs> at the petrol station you um, favourite was last week, wasn't it? Top <laughs> show. <laughs> if only. Um, yeah. And I'd, I'd, I'd gone to pay for the petrol, but as I was in the queue, I'm looking around the shop um, and looked up, looked around to where the magazines were. And on the top shelf, you could see like the adult magazines. I think there was Razzler, Mayfair. Now, I were never old enough at the time that these magazines were out where you could yeah. just go into to, to your paper shop and pick them off the top shelf and you'd be able to see everything. But in the petrol station, they were covered. So all you could see was the title. So yes. you did, unless you knew what they were, you had no idea. 
Now, the only reason yeah. I remembered those names is because as a kid, as, as like a teenager at that time, probably like 14, 15, with yeah. an older brother, yes, yeah. you, you'd like, always but... find your, your, your brother's porn stash and nick it. So it'd be like, fucking hell, I've never <laughs> heard of these magazines before. I'll keep these. Jesus Christ. So they go yeah. from one bed to another, but then like the amount of times that they must fucking, they must swap rooms is just ridiculous. But would you, if they were available, would you still buy them? Because everyone has access to the internet now, don't no, they? No, so this is another thing because it's like, it's like things like OnlyFans and paying for, for subscriptions to, to porn sites, isn't it? I just don't understand that when you can go to sites like Pornhub or xxx or whatever and go well i'll have a look for this video because it might not be that fucking actress and or those people in it but there's going to be a similar one to it so i can sit and watch that instead yeah and i even, like the fact that you just called a porn star an actress yeah, well, <laughs> oh, technically, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> we'll give them that especially some of them yeah. now with some of the ways the, the the kind of production that they put into them i can't remember what i'd watched it must have been on netflix i'm sure it would have been i thought you were going to tell me what you've been watching on porn no no <laughs> um... i'm like it was kind of like a documentary behind the whole porn scene there are companies now that go into like proper like production and development so not all these kind of things like you know like you get fake taxi and casting couch don't you where they just turn up and fucking put up a few <laughs> shitty little cameras and Hope make you want to think that <laughs> some random Lass has just got into a taxi and she doesn't know what's going to happen. Um, oh, you mean that doesn't? That's not real. Well, I mean, you could try it next time you're in a taxi and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. It may work, but it may not. <laughs> Don't blame me if you get arrested. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> my one phone call in prison yeah. while I'm arrested? To you. <laughs> so the vast stuff now that actually have like proper production and development stuff going on so yeah. i suppose to a, a to a degree you do want people that can act and make it believable and, and all that sort of thing but yeah i think with the with the accessibility to things like that now i know I, I wouldn't buy them i mean even when the internet was was dial up and this is probably <laughs> going back to a while. Me being maybe like maybe 16 17 even maybe to like 18 you'd be on dial up and you'd you'd just kind of search for photos because that's all there really was online. Yeah. You still yeah. then wouldn't go out and buy the magazines. I'm guessing porn magazines, though, are more of a male thing to buy, because I can't say that I've ever gone in to buy anything like that. I mean, I've obviously seen porn magazines, because obviously I have male friends. I grew up with male friends, you know, and they're all like, oh, look at that. It's <laughs> like a thing, you know, like after I skated on a Friday night, it'd be all like, you know, we'd all go and hang out at a house and I don't know, they're just, it sounds really weird, doesn't it? But like these guys, isn't it? They have mags and yeah. and they're, like you say, they're looking at cars or semi-naked women or whatever. And yeah, so obviously I know what a porn mag looks like, but I can't say that I'd, I've ever gone in and bought one, which might actually surprise many people. <laughs> but I haven't yeah, actually gone. So. But I think yeah. you're right though, in the sense that I think it is, probably more a male driven thing because i think at the time that the porn mags were out i think it, it firstly think it was more kind of a male orientated market unlike yeah. it is now you've got yeah. porn now that's that you can that's women isn't it that's a bit softer and yeah and you've got your yeah, 50 shades um 
you know, for the more softer interest, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And I think, what? again, stuff like that that comes out, I, I think we spoke kind of, as we were taught, as we kind of done a bit of a, a background chat on this the other night when uh, yeah. we said we were going to talk about it. Yes, yeah. It brings those things that used to be, and I say used to be just because I think of how accessible things do become, that those things that used to be taboo, because if you didn't know about them and you had dial-up or porn sites and porn videos weren't as accessible maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you didn't yeah. know that kind of thing existed. So when it comes like mainstream now, it becomes a bit more normalised, it becomes a bit more acceptable that people are into to kind of the the dominatrix and, and submissive kind of roles in a sexual way. Yes, yeah. And I guess it kind of gives people that... Um... I guess it opens people's minds, doesn't it, a little bit, that actually they might want to try certain things. I mean, I don't know how true it is, but after um, Fifty Shades came out, I think there was like a surge in like bondage kits and, you know, like the spanking paddles and stuff. And this might be a bit of a surprise too, but I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey. I wouldn't waste your time. And I only read about 13 pages of the book because do you know what? I found it It wasn't it. (laughs) I found it boring. I mean, I'm not saying that my tastes are hardcore or anything. I'm not going down that route, but I did think it was a bit too kind of soft and a bit whatever for, for me. I I don't know. I just, I didn't enjoy it. So it's okay if you want to dip your toe into it, I think. And you wanted to explore that. What it also did as well, like you'd, you'd hear, older women going oh I'd love a Mr Grey but from watching bits of the film and kind of speaking to the ex who'd read the books what I thought the books kind of did was kind of romanticize an absolute control freak it, it's all right kind of having a sexual relationship that has that if, if that's mm-hmm. what you're into but then yes. I think when that takes over kind of controls the whole relationship and becomes a bit of a thing that you will go here you will be here at that time I think that becomes a bit excessive and a bit controlling and I think people kind of got a bit whipped up in the whole fantasy of how great it would be to have some millionaire do whatever he wanted to which I can get to to some extent people would be attracted to and I think many men would would like to be in that position Obviously, we'd all love to be millionaires, but I think many men would like to be in a position where they would be able to say, when I come home from work, you will be wearing X, Y, and Z, and you will be doing A, B, and C. Yeah, who wouldn't like that? Who wouldn't like to come home to, to the other half, kind of maybe in a bit of underwear or something like that, waiting for you to just do as you pleased as such? I also think you might be surprised, maybe how often that might happen behind closed doors but because we're british or whatever it's a big taboo thing isn't it that yeah. you know we don't talk about you know what happens behind closed doors really and i know like sex isn't everyone's business and you know some people might go oh you don't need to disclose the ins and outs of everything but if you don't talk about it or even talk about it in your relationship as such how do you know that you're going to like it or you you know you wouldn't mind trying something because you know you can go oh you know we did such and such the other night oh it's great and they go oh okay i might try that with my you know partner and see if we like it type thing um, even i think to an extent of talking like and and again this is kind of where 
in the last episode, we, we were talking about communication. Yes. And we said that this is something that will come back up. And I think, and, and this is the place where it's going to come back up, because for me, you start seeing someone new, and it, it's not something that you do straight away, don't get me wrong, but when you're coming to a, a position where you're going to start potentially sleeping with someone, I think it's... Yes. For me, I think it's important to to tell that person what you're what you like and what you don't like. Because like so when so just as a bit of a backstory, when we were discussing this before, I said to you, my ex had gone to church and I flipped out. Now this wasn't something that we'd ever talked about her doing to me, and it wasn't something that I'd gone, yeah, let's try it, we'll give it a shot. This was kind of like Three years into the relationship, it was something that she was into and she liked having done to her. And then one day she tried it to me just totally out of the blue and it was like, what the fuck are you doing? Get off me. Do you Um, think that that was partly because it was just sprung on you or because you're not naturally, like you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but like not naturally the submissive type? so no i'm definitely you, not the submissive type so I, to be choked and her kind of role reverse almost on you was that a bit like whoa i'm the one that does the choking here not you <laughs> well part of it was a bit like whoa what what no this isn't this isn't for me in the sense yeah. of you having that control um yeah and don't get me wrong i'm not a control freak where it's what i say or it doesn't happen oh no no but just in the sense of the dom side of things if it happens in in a relationship with me would would be that i would take on the more kind of controlling role and i would be the one that would be like if i say do this you will do this but not it, it's not something that happens all the time either because i think there's a time and place for it yes yeah so i think that threw me but then it was just sheer panic that someone was actually choking me yeah no one had ever done that before and it, it killed the mood but again like you said it's down to that communication isn't yeah. it and it's all good um being spontaneous but you need to kind of feel out the person a little bit to know whether they might like that kind of thing yeah so for exactly. me like, when we were talking background stuff um before tonight i'm a switch i'd quite happily dom you but at the same time i'm quite happy to be the submissive type where i'm kind of dommed if that makes sense so for me i'd be quite happy to do the choking but then i'd be quite happy to be choked if that makes sense as yeah. we're talking about choking but i'd make that quite aware to who i'm dating that they are my roles i'm quite happy f- for both and actually if the person i was dating was like no i'm not really no i'm like the dom type you know i'm not submissive in the slightest then it wouldn't bother me because i'd still get my thrill anyway so I yeah. think that's quite handy for me to be able to adapt, get enjoyment from both. Because imagine like being particularly dommy and not being able to kind of fulfill that role because the person doesn't like like that kind of stuff. So you need to have that kind of compatibility anyway, in some degree, to be able to, to make it work, I think. So um, if, for example, then you okay. met a bloke and yes. you'd said to him, I'm like a switch and i i like to either be the dom or, or the sub I'm, I'm easy either way and i'm open to that if if you're open to that and say you really like the guy and say like from from reference of 
the previous <laughs> one, like Ryan Reynolds or Louis Theroux. Yes. And they were like, oh, yeah, but I only like vanilla. And I just like kind of bish, bash, bosh, job done. Would that kind of then stop you from wanting to be in a relationship with that person? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't think it would, but then I would question how satisfied I would be within the relationship. I'm not saying like every sex session has to be like kink and kink related because obviously there's a time and a place for a quickie or vanilla or, you know, whatever. But I think sometimes when you have certain kind of likes, it's nice to be able to find someone that's willing and would like to explore that side with you because obviously sex should be fun, shouldn't it? And, you know, you should get the most out of having sex and that enjoyment. And obviously it's got to be consensual and all, you know, just to get it out there. Um, You know, and everyone should be in agreement about, um, you know, what to do and things. But I would question how satisfied kind of long-term I would be if it was vanilla all the time. Um, Because obviously it's nice to mix things up. Yeah. Especially if you like certain things, you know, you know, like choking, for example, as we as we're like fixed on the choking. (laughs) (laughs) That's about all I'm willing to give, choke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I get what you're saying and the fact that you think, yeah, you know, you're still having sex, but that sex needs to be enjoyable, doesn't it? You've got to get the satisfaction from it because I do ultimately think so probably like my very first long-term relationship it was all very kind of vanilla we were uh, we were like 18 19 Mm. and it was a case that you kind of think well is this what what sex is 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 the stuff that I've seen online just bullshit really is it just a case that it's just a bit crap and and actually sex like that doesn't really happen yeah like you'll go up to bed you'll get under covers you'll have a bit of a kiss and a bit of a, a touch and a feel. So <laughs> I, you think, right, well, that's what sex is. That's how it is. But then as you get older and you get a bit more confident, I think I'd seen yeah. someone say, like, you get to, like, your mid-30s and sex becomes more exciting and better than it has been in your 20s or anything. Yes, yes, um, I remember seeing. And I think, ultimately, I, I would agree with that because... I agree. I, agree. I think, like... At, at kind of like 18 and not really knowing much other than stuff that you that I'd watched online it were a bit like well this is what I'm doing and when I've spoke to my mates it's what they're doing so you I kind of just went along with it but whereas now I think for me if sex was just go up to bed lights off under the covers have a bit of a kiss and a, a bit of a feel and then like you'd missionary and and that's it over I I don't think I'd personally be satisfied with that if that was all the time and like I'm totally with you there's a time and a place where you have that because that's just either a quickie or it's just how the mood takes you sometimes the mood is just the mood that it is to have just normal sex isn't it it's not kind of a given that just because you've got a bit of a, a kink for summer or you like being a, a dom or being a sub or doing whatever yeah. or there's a specific thing that you're into that that has to be done every single time it doesn't it's just one of those things that is nice every now and again to to try and, and do and just have something that's a bit more exciting than than just mm-hmm. kind of normal 
normal sex. So I think for me, I'd kind of need to have that, I think. Yes, yeah. I quite like, you know, if there's enough chemistry and like the lust and all that good stuff is there, then, you know, it's wonderful because you've already got like the basis of your exciting kind of sex life. But like you say, if it was vanilla all the time, I think they would get to a point where it would become not boring but it would be the same wouldn't it you'd go to yeah. bed you knew that you're going to touch there there and then you know two and a half minutes like I said the other day yeah. <laughs> for, you, for you and it's over type thing and like the tweet I think that you referenced I replied to saying that I actually agreed with the whole process of as you get older you it is better because a you're more mature you know your body's more it's that confidence isn't it I guess you know, kind you've explored your own body a little bit. I know many women would be like, I don't wank at all. You know, me, wank, no. But, you know, I'm kind of like, I do. I'm not going to lie. I'm quite happy. I, I mean, I've tweeted about it enough times that, you know. Do you think, though, that that, again, kind of stems from an early age and as you get older, is it something that... Because, like, I've had conversations with mates and, and like... I will joke to mates that I'm worse now at 35 mm-hmm. than I was at like 16, 17. I'm terrible. In, In just terms of, so like as a lad at 16, 17, you always kind of have the, the joke of being like the, the fucking horned up crazed sex. Oh, you mean your sex teenage, you mean? Don't you? Yeah. But then like, I think, yeah. I think as you get older, and it wasn't until I saw that tweet the other day and I thought, actually, that makes a lot of sense because as I've got older and experienced more, I think now my mind thinks of sex a lot more than when I was 16. Um, possibly. I mean, for me, I think I'm quite a sexual person. I don't deny that in any shape or form. I probably come across that way too, to a point. I am quite a sexual person. Um, I'm okay if I don't have sex. Um, because I like to have like decent sex with, you know, someone I like. I just yeah. don't always go out and have one night stands. I should have clarified that in the last thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like to have decent sex with someone that I actually like. So I'm quite happy to go without it. But then having said that, that means I'm constantly wanking. So when I do meet someone, like I've even said to you before, it can be constant because yeah. it's that thing, isn't it? Like good sex, you can never get enough of it. Yeah. Um, and, and, see, like, and again, that's, that's very similar to me. So like I, I'll have gone like 15 months in mm-hmm. se- on the 1st of September without any, but then I'm very much in the same sense of you. I've never had a one night stand. I'd never rule it out. I wouldn't say no at any point but I'd like to have some form of connection with someone first um Mm -hmm. and in a relationship I will glad I I, again a bit like you I will gladly kind of want to go for as as much as possible and then I'm the type of person though that then it's very rare that I'll go for a quickie and I think this this has not annoyed exes but kind of (laughs) been a sore point as such in the sense of like with with the last ex you'd be like but you take we take forever and it's yeah. like but is that a bad thing are you telling me that all you want is to just jump on and jump off yeah because where's the fun in that and like while there is a time and a place for for a quickie don't get me wrong there is and there's been times where it's happened but 
for me, I think when you can when you can take time and tease the person I'm with and get them more turned on and, and get them wanting to actually have sex more than they already did in the first place, mm-hmm. that that's an attraction. Yeah, it, it just it, that excites me more. So for me, and let's I've, face it, Pads, if you get in the rope out, that's not a two minute thing anyway, is it? I've never had to get the rope out. Have you never? Okay. No. That's one thing that I've never tried. And although the ex had kind of said, I'd love to be tied up, I think okay. the kind of tied up that we talked about was just kind of hands tied to the bed and, and stuff like that. And I don't know if I'd have, and maybe this is me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine, Karen. I'm like, like, shit, I'm going like, to be talking about lassoing in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> For as much as I, I enjoy something taking time, and mm-hmm. like it can be an hour and a half, two hours, where we've just from start to finish. But with the ropes, like you say, it's not a two-minute job. So then you <laughs> might be adding on like another, what, potentially maybe an hour to tie some what? up and get them tied up safely and properly and <laughs> making sure that it's all correct. So then you think, well, we already take as time as it is to add on another... <laughs> Hour or so. We have a window of four hours, love. <laughs> An hour to tie. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to untie as well. Fuck. So there, there's maybe another hour. So yeah, four hours of a job. So I just think sometimes, while it's good to kind of have control in the sense of telling someone what to do, to the extent then of having them tied up and not being like properly tied up, it's a bit like, well, unless I've got a full day of it, to make sure I've done it right, I wouldn't want to do it because I'd hate to half-ass something like that the very first time I did it and it not turn out to be enjoyable for either of us because it just yeah. isn't right or the, the knots keep coming undone or anything like that. So unless I had long enough to kind of do it, Without. But this is when you do your research and your prep, isn't it? You know, you get your YouTube videos out of how to tie knots. It's when you get all nautical and sailory and <laughs> practicing knot tying before. Maybe so. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, it isn't something that I wouldn't do. But yeah, I'd have to make sure that there's the time that I know what I'm doing in that sense so that you're not putting anyone <laughs> in danger of, I'm sure there's of people. cutting off circulation or anything like that, you know, by tying it too tight. And then you're thinking shit, a fucking leg's turning fucking blue or whatever, and you're thinking, shit, I'm going to have to unknot it all. And there's, there's so much that could go wrong with that that I just think sometimes, no, maybe not. But the whole idea of... In my experience, Pads, because I quite like tying up and stuff, it, I'm shit at knots, so it's not... I, I don't do the knotting. So, like, the receiving side of things. It's not as bad as you've made it out, I don't think, unless I've been incredibly lucky that I haven't lost a leg in any of the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, there is there is a whole... And I think, that, and again, I think this comes from the fact that I do like to to have the control and, and be in control at times. There is, I think, a, a massive kind of thrill to coming home and I mean how the fuck it would work I don't know and this is and again this is probably from a perspective of pawns are accessible you watch porn and you see it in porn and you think yeah that'd be great but the whole idea of coming home and your partner's tied to the bed and it's just like I'm yours yeah you know do do as you please kind of thing but I think there's something really kind of exciting about that but ultimately you know 
unless fucking your mates friends, round time yeah, up for you so other boyfriends <laughs> round from from night before and he's kind of gone oh, all right i'll leave you like <laughs> this love like that. see you later um then it don't quite happen so i guess ultimately the whole point there is then that you'd have to be the one that ties it yeah. up so it's not kind of happening and also don't you... believe everything you watch in porn no, exactly <laughs> exactly and that's the thing that that's the other thing isn't it i think we're at the age where even when porn started to become quite accessible on the internet i think it was never something that we kind of look at and believe that this is how sex would be and what sex yeah. is all about is it you know it's not i mean it'd be great if i come home and you know had five blokes waiting i mean <laughs> oh, yeah how amazing would that be but exactly. you know just, it just, just doesn't happen just, does it? and if it does it's because those five blokes have broke into your home in it Exactly, and then round raging. <laughs> yeah. But in a wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, and I think because yeah. these things that were so taboo are now becoming a bit more, a bit more mainstream, it's yeah. kind of seen as maybe more the norm. And for me, I think the biggest worry, mm-hmm. lads always take care of themselves, don't they? That's the thing. Lads will look out for themselves yes. and lads will watch porn regardless. That, you know, it's, it's I think to some extent, I would I think it's ingrained in men to mm-hmm. to be drawn towards porn and to be sexually active, isn't it? And for women, yeah. I think it's while it happens and it's great that it happens and women speak out about it, it's still kind of frowned upon in some mm-hmm. corners that women are actually as sexually Having sex. Yeah, and but also as sexually active as men or actually mm-hmm enjoy sex but then i also think there's not a right lot that a bloke has to go through in sex so just like go back to when you were 16 17 yeah but think of yourself in 2020 and you're seeing you're seeing a lad you're you're as sexually active as you were back then so you've got the the access to all all the the internet sites you know you can you can literally type in google tits and a pair of tits will come up and within a few clicks you're seeing something of pornographic nature whether it be yes. softcore or hardcore is, is irrelevant there's there's some yes. form of porn within a couple of clicks so if you're if, if you're 16 17 like when i was 16 i thought sex was just missionary girl on top mm-hmm. and it was soft gentle it was very kind of loving and and kind of a, a caring type of thing you go online now and... Oh, as, right. it's like a minefield, isn't oh, it? Oh, God. I, this sounds a really weird way to think of it, but because I don't have kids, I think mm-hmm. of my niece mm-hmm. and I think I would dread for my niece to go online and see some of the videos that are on there because, and not just her, but I think any girl that, that's yes. coming to an age of where sex is a thing and, and you start thinking about sex for the first time and that sort of thing. This is kind of why I think that we maybe as women because obviously I'm a woman and I'm quite open-minded and I talk fairly reasonably about sex and I'm quite smutty but there's a lot more obviously to me than that but I kind of feel like we as a womanhood need to talk about sex a lot more than maybe what we do not like the ins and outs of like what happens and what we enjoy or you know such and such did this and but I think we need to be able to talk about it because like I would hate for my daughter, say, be 10, 15 years older and be in the world of having sex and 
just see like you said seeing some of the stuff that's about and actually not having the knowledge to be able to know their own minds and stuff so i think if you can talk to about it as much as you can and get it out there and get the the you know the vocal cords going about you know it's okay not to like this but it's okay if you like this or um you don't have to do that don't feel pressured to do that but and that kind of stuff i think that we just need to talk more like fundamentally and actually if you like certain things slightly off the topic of you know like kids and growing up and having sex and ultimately if you like something that's you know not too kind of weird i'm guessing you don't have to be like frowned upon for liking certain things which leads me to my example that i wear a lot of pvc and latex and i think that people presume although i've like said that i like certain things and i'm a switch and i dom or you know i'll be submissive that fundamentally people just think that oh she's she's dominatrix because she wears latex actually i i i wear it because i like it and it's nice to have that kind of kink side but in everyday life and try and get that preconception that you can wear it but it doesn't mean that you're slutty or you're smutty and you're not like into some underground dodgy you know multiple men tied up at your disposal type thing (laughs) thing in my my underground bunker (laughs) if that makes sense no and I I totally agree and again I think it is kind of it's normalizing a lot of things Mm-hmm. are actually quite normal i mean just because someone wears like you say just because someone wears pvc it doesn't mean that there's some sex starved sex crazed maniac with dungeons and and fucking handcuffs and all this sort of thing like mm-hmm. down in the cellar does it but then i think if you're going on to to like porn sites these days you can go on there and and some of the first videos you can see is some lass choking on on some bloke's dick and it's a bit like if that's the first thing that you ever come across if yes. i'd have been like if if we if we're going back to the case where we sort of say we're seven, 16 17 and and we're like in today's day yeah uh, but like, where do you go from that at like 16 17 it, and all of a sudden you're seeing absolute fucking nuts isn't it like you see you're you know like you said choking on some cock and then you're like Oh, so what do I what do I do now? Because there's well, obviously levels. Think, yeah, there's there levels, and I think as and I think for a lad, I think the only thing that could potentially scare you is a bit like, oh, I don't like what he's doing to her. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch that. So you yeah. might scroll down, and then like maybe the next thing, like I was just scrolling through then as, as you were talking, and then like there's a topic you, you get the top, the category anal. Ultimately. A lot of the things that are painful or that could be, I suppose, seen as being a bit more taboo and a bit kind mm-hmm. of different is yeah. something that always happens, especially when you're watching porn, that, that tends to happen to the woman. Unless you're looking for, for gay porn or strap-on porn or anything like that, it's, it's going to be yeah. rare that you're going to see a bloke get, get, get taken up the arse. It's, it's rare. You're never going to see a bloke choking on another bloke's dick unless you're purposefully looking for that so he's yeah. a bit kind of like as a lad you don't have the worry of the of the action sure. you, you might have the worry of the consequences to think mm-hmm. shit christ is she actually going to enjoy that because that woman doesn't look like she's enjoying it i bet 
yeah. well, I'll try it because I've seen it and I've seen 10 other videos like that now. Whereas if yeah. you're a woman and that's kind that of, pressure, you think, shit, me, what the fuck? Like, is that what, what a blowjob is? Yeah. And they're expecting me to do this and yeah. enjoy it. So I think and like that... you say, it's that like I know I've just said it, but it is pressure in some ways. Yeah. And if you're not sure, you're just kind of and I'd hate for people just to go along with things because they see it maybe as the norm. And that's yeah. why they need to communicate. I know we've said it numerous times and actually work out what's right for you. And if you don't like it, say I'm not doing that. Um, like you, if you're choking, I'm like, yeah. you like it. So you're like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not doing it. No, um, exactly. I agree. I think, and I think just because you rule one thing out, it doesn't mean you're ruling out that whole kind of side of sex. Yeah. So just yeah. because one person doesn't like being choked or doesn't like maybe being spanked, it doesn't mean that they don't like having someone being kind of the dom figure in the relationship. The thing is as well, like, which I guess some people don't realise fundamentally if they're not really into it. There's like a process, isn't there, of being a dom and a sub. It's not literally like you just choke someone and you spank someone and all this and other. And I know some people might be like, she's talking bollocks, there isn't like a process. But there is like a mental side because you have to have trust for someone to be able to allow them to choke you or vice versa. Um, So you've got to have trust. And there's like a level of care, like, afterwards isn't it you you know some people want to feel loved and like they've just been degraded and called like a whatever if you like being called names but ultimately that's within the act and like after you're like well actually no you're not uh you know if you like being name called i won't say it because you know i don't want to uh, yeah you know, like offend, offend people but some people like name calling don't they they get cheap yeah. thrills but fundamentally that's like during an act it's not after if that yeah, makes sense and it's not it's you like that you're not actually that kind of you know yeah bitch or you know whatever that you know you're being called during some act of submission or whatever and yeah it's realizing that you're not and actually think, kind of that. yeah and i think even I, th- I think sometimes as well to an extent even without a name calling you need that that level of care after don't you and that could yeah. be anything like so, like, for me and the ex, it was never a case where we'd kind of lay there after and be like, look, I'll never do this to you in in real life. Are you okay? Nothing was yeah. too far. Because we kind of had that understanding that throughout, like, throughout sex, we'd speak up if yes. something wasn't right. But I think you have to you, yeah. in lots of ways. Yeah. And then, like, the aftercare for for us, like, one thing that, she would always do after it had been a bit rough and and a bit like that would would be that she would just want to to lay there and be cuddled yes and it'd just kind of be that that loving embrace to know that actually everything's okay and it's you know like the softer side of yeah and i think it's important that if that's the kind of aftercare that someone wants then that's that's the thing that you agree on and that's what you do and if it's mm-hmm. a case that someone needs to talk about it afterwards, then I think it's important that you talk about it afterwards. Otherwise, it, I think it could come to a bit of a crossover where if people aren't talking about it, you know, someone might have been slapped around and 
you know, spanked, choked, slapped, anything, and then the other half might just get up and walk downstairs, make themselves a brew, and it, it kind of comes a point okay. of... Yeah. yeah, it kind of becomes a point then of, well, when does this start and stop? And is mm-hmm. this just normal? Is it, And I think you're right. It, again, it's it's communication and it's being open and honest and it's being right with each other after the event's taken place because otherwise it's a bit like, well, what do I do now? You know, mm-hmm. if you don't speak up and you don't talk about, about it to each other, you could end up carrying on doing something that you've never really been into. Which yes. is just for me. No, no. Yeah, and actually, I'd be quite—I'd be mortified and really upset actually if I found out that someone was going along with something because I liked it when actually, yeah, I hated it because I would just have that level of kind of guilt, and I think I'd probably feel really shitty that you know they felt that they wasn't able to say no I, I, th- that was too much or I didn't like that or I, I don't want to do that again yeah um, no I, I, I'd be totally the same I think yeah you do anything like that and I think it's just key that you've got to you've got to be honest with each other and if you're not you, that kind of enjoyment suddenly goes if you find out that that person isn't actually into to something like that and it's a bit like oh shit we've done that 10 times and yeah never said how like it yeah at what point did did you not like it from yeah. the beginning did you not like it halfway through yeah but you're right though it is totally it is a lot more than just kind of having that role and I mean I haven't done much of it it's not like it's something I've done for my entire sexual life it is more kind of with the last um ex and kind of as we were coming to the end of the other one where yes. it kind of happened so it isn't something that I've had a lot of experience with, but it is something that you sort of think, well, no, you've got to do because that needs to be done. Because if not, you're not going to have that trust. You're not going to yes. have that that connection and you need that connection to keep making it enjoyable. Yeah. And I think you need to have, you know, that trust as well in any kind of form of having sex, but particularly during like, you know, certain situations and scenarios that you might find yourself in um because you've got to have faith that the other person is at some point going to be able to read that you know you're not happy or you don't like it or i don't it's really awkward about going into too much detail but i don't really want to air my whole entire sex life (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine um so yeah yeah but yeah definitely communicate (laughs) yeah so following on from this and your live tweet of the Swingers programme that yes. aired the other night or a few weeks back or whatever, is that something that you would ever consider? I mean, I haven't seen it, so I... I'm, basing, I'm basing my opinion on previous programmes I've watched and your live stream. My live tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So. I'd never really thought about it because ultimately I'd always thought swinging was more of a couple's thing to do. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'd never really looked into it. So you don't know where your local swingers clubs are then, Pads? Is I that don't, what you're saying? No, I, I don't. And I was going to Google that just in case <laughs> this came up. Um, yeah. But I totally forgot. Um, I don't, but apparently there is I one in every probably... town. Exactly. I was to going watch to John the owner of 
I forgot what it was called now. But John, the owner of the one that was on Channel 4, he says there's probably one in every town now. Um, he also know. said as well, which, which shocked me, but shouldn't shock me. Yeah. Because I think, again, this is, this is probably the, we're British and you think it probably doesn't go on. But he was like, there will be someone on your street that's into swinging. And it were a bit like, well, I grew up must be. A school friend and her parents liked swinging and they were quite open to the fact that they liked oh, swinging. Oh, really? And you'd think yeah. that swingers would be quite open because it is quite an open thing to do, isn't it? Yes. You no, know, it's not yeah. something that you do just behind closed doors on your own. It's not like yeah. having a, a certain fetish or, or some form of fetish that it, you just quietly do at home with your wrath, is it? It's something that you go to places and you go to parties and that sort of thing. But it is just a bit like... It just surprised me. You just don't think of your quiet little suburban kind of... But I think it's more accessible than, like, obviously, the guy said on the programme that, you know, there's probably one in every town or maybe county or whatever. But, like, I think it's so accessible because prior to this, I did have a look. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) To see how much there was locally. And actually, I don't know if it's a shire thing, but there is actually quite a lot around and there's like a whole page of local people that are either single or um in couples that are looking for those encounters and that kind of stuff so i think if you look it's accessible like everything is and i told you didn't i that i spent about five years going past a dog in local dog yes. sign <laughs> on my way on my way to and from work and you pop all... in for a, a quick look <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah sure that's <laughs> um so yeah so i think there's stuff that goes on that you might not realize that goes on um unless you actually see it and i live in a fairly decent area i'm not like you know like a you know like you might think of swingers are a bit rough or whatever no disrespect to anyone that might be listening to this that's a swinger but you know like that kind of it might have a stigma towards it but i live in a fairly reasonable area you know i had to travel out to work in a fairly decent area but yeah it was like a little seedy kind of car parky type area and i passed it for about five years to and from i'd once gone for a run in the area uh, with yes. a mate, and um, we found a pair of uh, knickers oh, no. on the floor, oh, wow. and it was a bit like, oh, someone was in a rush last night. Yeah. They're doing the drive-by, they're driving yeah. off, they shouldn't yeah. be there. <laughs> no, I mean, it does go on, and I mean, like I've said before, I think I, I've said on Twitter, I don't know if I've, oh, and I've said it, I said it in the blog about the long-distance relationship, like one mm. of the last places that I ever expected to have sex was in the in, in my car, in a park car park shall i put a live tweet out to see if anyone wants us to talk about anything about sex (laughs) go for it well this might come as a bit of a shock pads because during lockdown on my long lonely walks that i was allowed out for i've had the odd uh occasional wank locally to home (laughs) yeah kind of like walking around and then just thinking Oh, this countryside's got me a bit turned on. <laughs> Getting a bit carried away. <laughs> yeah. Needs must, and I guess, I suppose, if, if yeah, I, I, I just don't think, unless I'm in, which sounds ridiculous, but unless I was in, in the car, I just don't think it's something I could do. Yes, yeah. Nothing against people that do it, because I think, <laughs> like... Wanky, me. <laughs> yeah. 
that, that kind of just go out and think, well, actually, I'm just going to knock one out here. I don't want to wait till I get home. I think, well, yeah. fair enough, go for it. It is a bit, it's a bit like, and I think for me, again, I think that's, that's maybe something that I need to work on in terms of having the confidence in myself to do that and, and kind of having the confidence in regards to, to my own body as such to feel confident to just think actually do you know what i'm just gonna knock one out around the back of these trees and stuff like that but (laughs) we're at one with mother nature anyway so i put a tweet out first time passion is one first time passion losing your virginity or the first time you've ever felt passion i mean the losing the virginity wasn't very kind of (laughs) passionate it was a bit kind it was a bit awkward i imagine yeah it was yeah (laughs) I'm probably more awkward for her. It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that def- there was definitely, like, without being, and it didn't even, like, a, a, a slight on her because I'm sure she'd say the same. But the just, it wasn't that first time. All you're wanting to do is, it is kind of that first time you're wanting to be in, out, job done, aren't you? I quite enjoyed my um, first time, actually, which might come as a bit of a surprise. I, I wouldn't have thought the woman that I was with did. No, because it was shit. I'm sure it won't. I'm sure it won't me that was shit. I'm just sure. I don't even know how I'm going to go here. I, I never imagined that the first time for most people, and and I think it kind of came up again on on a, on a post on Twitter. I'd, my own perception is I don't imagine that a first time is going to be something that's overly enjoyable unless you're sleeping with someone who's got experience. Which in my case was what happened. So I kind of lost my virginity to someone that was a not like a few years older, but I don't mean it in like a seedy sense. He wasn't that much older, a couple of years or whatever, but I'm guessing he had more experience. So of course it made it a bit more easier maybe for me because someone knew what they were doing, opposed to I guess if you're both losing your virginity together, you're probably like looking for a needle in a haystack and just trying to fumble your way into enjoying it i'm guessing i don't know <laughs> i don't think i was that awkward i'd like to think not I'm, sure. <laughs> i mean i'm okay. i don't think i was that bad the first time i'm not saying that it wouldn't have been awkward and a bit like is it in are you all right is it hurting <laughs> you want me to stop there was definitely kind of that level of awkwardness, but I don't think it was ever kind of, I'm not saying like, I definitely want like an absolute pro. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was, I don't think it would go down as a bad experience for a first time. No. We have a question pad. So the question is, why is it some people are crazy about fantasizing over people they know they're not allowed? That's a good one. Yeah, it is. Um, I think it's like out in life, isn't it? You see something that you want, and if you know you can have it, it just doesn't seem as appealing. Yes. So, like, you can change, you can take that as from being a person that you want to have sex with, but you can't because they're in a relationship, or or you're in a relationship. Yeah, or, or you're in a relationship, <laughs> or even just to the fact that you you're just friends, but there might there might be kind of as friends you might have some sort of mutual appreciation for each other but then think well can't actually do all because i don't want to ruin the friendship take away the fact that it's that person and like for you could put that towards anything i think there'll always be 
a form of craving, but that just gets smaller and smaller until maybe, and, and that could go on for some time, I think. I think if you yeah. surround yourself with people that you have those kind of feelings for, I think you could ultimately want something from that person for a while, but it depends how well you know that person. Yeah. I mean, I find it a hard one to answer, to be honest, and usually I'm pretty good at answering most things, but but I guess it's like that itch, isn't it, that you kind of want to scratch, but you can't scratch, and it just carries on festering, doesn't it, for a little bit, and yeah, no, that's a yeah. good one. I need a bit of time to think about the answer to that one. I mean, I do agree with what you said, but yeah, I just don't know. They're just going to have to have your answer on that one, Pads, I'm afraid. Well, if they don't like it, they can turn it off, can't they? (laughs) That's the attitude to have. Uh, Someone's put, when it comes to sex, I say there's three types. A simple fuck like a one-night stand, just sex like your friends with benefits, making love, which is the best kind. Do you agree? No, no. So I I do. And again, I think there's a time and place for these types of things. So you could have sex and have a simple fuck like it's a one night stand Mm -hmm. with a partner. Yeah. And you can have sex like friends with benefits type of sex with a partner. And then you have making love with a partner. But I think for me, I think all of them can be the best. But then I think there's, there's always that one that's just... There's, there's the one, and I think probably for me, which is probably which would probably edge it, which would be the fourth one onto that, which is just that raw lust and passion. Yeah, chemistry, isn't it? That for that person, and that might be, yeah, and, and you might have been with that person for like three, four years, but there might just be one day you get in from work and you just think, fucking hell, yeah. I just want and to I actually, you, I, I think I would go more for that because I think you need passion and chemistry for most of, you know, like the other three points. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, like on a sexual side, I definitely like to have chemistry and I definitely like to have as much passion as I can probably get. And like you say, you could be together for years, but something just flicks a switch and you're just like oh yeah yeah and then it's kind of like lust isn't it to kind of rip your clothes you know each other's clothes off and just yeah, have definitely. the best kind of sex, sex type thing isn't it yeah and i think all all those three don't get me wrong could be great sex yeah it depends on on like again ultimately the chemistry and the, the passion that you both have as to whether they can become great but i do think that that fourth one that we've kind of just said for me, would probably be the better one because that's that raw lustness. Is lustness a word? Um, it is now anyway, if not. But that, that kind of <laughs> raw... <might> correct you. <laughs> yeah, that just kind of raw desire to want to literally just rip each other's clothes off. Yes. And just kind of go for it. I don't think there's anything better than that. And another one, who gets the wet patch? Oh. I mean, if you're a gentleman, you'd take the wet patch, wouldn't you? Um, the wet patch, wow. Um, yeah, I suppose if, if you're the, the gentleman, you'd take it, wouldn't you? Would you? I mean, stuff like that, to me, doesn't necessarily bother me. I would have no real issue if it was my side, but then I would... If, I'm funny with sides of the bed. Can't answer why. Don't know why. 
Um, do you know what? I sleep closest to the door. Sleep closest to the window. Oh, do you? I have yeah. to sleep closest to the door. I don't know if, like, subconsciously I <laughs> need to get away so there's a door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've always, always been the window. Um, oh, it's a door for me. <laughs> so if it's my side, fair enough. But I then won't have sex on her side, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I genuinely wouldn't. If she was like the wet patches here, I'd be like, "Well, so shit, you slept that side at bed for the last six months. What the fuck? I'm not going to move now." Um, which sounds awful, but it, it's not something. No, it's not something that ultimately bothers me. Um, no. I'm- buy stuff like that to be perfectly honest but i did have how big a wet patch are we talking though? well so <laughs> this is what i was going to say because i went out with um a woman that would squirt oh, okay so reminds me of my famous question <laughs> yes do you squirt um yeah. so that would be a case of i wouldn't want the wet patch whether it were on my side or not because that used to be a case of um the the, you know plastic tarpaulin out and get the get the air dryer out (laughs) two o'clock in the morning if no one was in air dryer would be out what the fuck the neighbors thought we were up to i have absolutely no idea (laughs) although they'd probably hear everything so it was a case of air dryer out and just She's he's Rogered her again, he's, and then yes. they've got the air dryer out. <laughs> I often wondered why someone had shout "finish her" from, yeah. from outside, but it probably makes a lot more sense now thinking about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the air dryer would have to come out um, if if we were in the house alone. If not, we would do as best to try and and dry it up, but. Ultimately, that the only reason that ever kind of became an issue, not an issue, but the only reason that would ever be a case of let's just dry that up is because she'd always squirt quite a bit, to be fair. So, Pads, if you were in the sack with someone and you discovered that they squirted, but they might not have ever squirted before, uh, would that give you a complete ego boost? Absolute ego boost. Um, so, as I was saying before, like there was the... The, the the last that I was with would squirt and like she said to me that the first time we got together that was the first time she'd ever squirted so it yeah. was all kind of quite new and like knowing that she enjoyed it and that was the reaction that it got it was yeah I mean like so did it turn you on more do you think yeah 100% definitely yeah. I can I can see it being a bit of an ego boost. I guess it's um like if guys like certain things that you do as well, that's quite an, an attractive thing, isn't it? And a bit of a turn on. So yeah. I can see I can see why. So the question we had is why kink shaming is still a thing of the year twenty twenty. That's another good one, isn't it? Because it, it, is. it does seem exceptionally ridiculous that that happens and i suppose it depends on what what the kink is doesn't it um if we're talking something like i will say to a lot of people if well not a lot of people but when like the conversation gets to to the stage of, of talking about sex i will quite openly say to people as far as i'm aware and not because i've tried everything but as far as i'm aware the only thing that is that absolutely 
definitely 100% off the cards is shit. I'm open to a lot of things, but never ask for any, any anything involving shit because mm. I'll just kick you out. And I, <laughs> I'm exactly the same. I'm like, I do most things or yeah, think and, about most things, just not shit. Yeah. And I think, I think because we are kind of, and I, I don't know how old that person is that's asked that question, but I think because of where the people of, of kind of the generation that has been the first lot to experience quite openly the availability of porn and all things quite sexual, I think it's less of a thing in our between our generations than it is yeah. probably maybe the older generations. It's an odd one. I mean, what sort of things do you think people get kink shamed for these days? I like if if you're into if one of your kinks is someone shitting on you. I'm sorry, but I I think that's something that, and I don't know if I'm going to need to edit this bit out. If you're into <laughs> someone shitting on you or having someone shit the pants or anything involving shit, then I think you deserve to be shamed. Well, I guess it's odd. It's one of the extreme kind of fetishes, I think. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of think sometimes people get kink shamed just for the simple stuff. Imagine, like, admitting that you like to be kicked in the bollocks. Do you think that people wouldn't, you know, buy dominatrix and you like to be kicked in the balls? I mean, it doesn't bother me. But do you think, not my balls, um, <laughs> but, but do you think if you was to tweet or put on media or say to your mates, I'm going to go and see a dominatrix and just going to kick me in the balls, do you yeah. think that they would be a bit like, you're mad? Yeah, what, what do you 100%. I think, and I think, so okay. I think because usually, and, I, and again, I think it's the perception that the man should be the dom and the one that takes control, it seems a very strange thing for a bloke to want to be kicked in the bollocks. So I think amongst lads, lads will take the piss out of each other for that. Would they take the piss out of you for going to see a dominatrix or, or having your girlfriend kick you in the, want, you know, kick you in the balls? Or I do you think, think probably both, sex? you know. If I turned round to, to my mates and went, I'm off to see this lass and she's, she's a dom and she's going to kick me in bollocks, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you doing? See, I it wouldn't bother me at all. I would be like, oh, go for it if that's if if you want uh, bollocks like tomatoes, then that's your doing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think to a degree maybe that's where the the shame may come from. Like it comes from the lads, not necessarily the the women, because lads will just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing yeah. that? What what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. what? Whereas if the bloke was like, I mean, it was his burden. And I mean, to be fair, um, I think like my mates, um, a couple of my mates, if I said to them, like, I've met this lass and she wants me to go around and choke her while we, while we have sex, they'd be a bit like, what? Yeah. So I think, I don't think necessarily it's always that people will shame. I think it's people, and, and I, I think perhaps it does happen because people aren't necessarily into that way of life and are into those sort of things. I don't think necessarily people will often shame someone for the fact that they like something, but I think I people think it's will... it's isn't it? Yeah, and I think people are always ready to offer their opinions on anything. Like, oh, you know, like something totally irrelevant to sex, but the other week I'd put out, 
my controversial opinion is that I dislike cheese and yeah. that kind of fucking set off World War Four after I'd oh, said that bread rolls are called tea cakes, which had set off <laughs> World War Three. And I think people will always have these opinions and these shock reactions to things that are as trivial as something as I don't like cheese, that when yeah. you tell someone that you want to get kicked in the bollocks or that I'm going to go around and, and, and spank this woman and that's all she wants, they might be like, what the fuck's wrong with her? What, what are you getting out of that? Well, no, it's just what she wants. She's into that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think it's a bit like, not necessarily shamed, but then I think people just, react shocked to something that maybe wouldn't be the norm for them yes Um, yeah i totally agree for that i totally agree and i think the thing with sex is it is so personal that there are things that you know we could sit here all night and talk about various different things that we like and we could you know we could say well i like being a dom and when i'm a dom i like to do x y and z and you could be like oh no not me i prefer to do a b c and exactly. and even then, like having the same interest in something so similar doesn't necessarily mean you're going to end up agreeing with the same kind of things Views that of everything. Each, other do, each other has. So I think, mm-hmm. is it always necessarily shaming? I don't think so. I think sometimes it is just shock and a difference of opinion. I think yeah. if people are shaming, I think it's because maybe they don't understand yes. the yeah. kind of things that people are into. Maybe they've... They probably not, don't understand the task or the yeah but they probably don't understand actually what it entails for certain bits and pieces maybe so i wouldn't necessarily like like you said i wouldn't say it's shaming i definitely think there's a shock element because you know if you used to ask the average guy how many of them would say that they would actively find being kicked in the bollocks sexually arousing i mean can you imagine it would be high i don't know no, I I struggle to think that that's going to be a high kind of a, a high percentage of blokes that will accept that, not accept but it, then, that will do that. Have you had any embarrassing sex mishaps? No, um, I, I say no. Yeah, probably a couple of times. So like, there's the odd time where you come too early and then it's like, what the fuck's that about? You're like, in the heat moment. Yeah, but it, there's there's been in the heat of the moment and it's been like it going off like a fucking hand grenade once you've <laughs> pulled pin in there. Um, and then Brewer's Droop once. I've only ever had Brewer's Droop once. It's that literally too many pints, isn't it? Yeah, vodka with the Serrano and then oh, pouring it in. Yeah, so we're having like pints of vodka, the Serrano and Coke. And then... Yeah, it just, I, I got absolutely fucking smashed and just couldn't do out. So, in this scenario, booze didn't make you extra horny, it went the opposite way. No, I was, just but I just couldn't get it up. It was like oh. Simon in the in-between, as you know, when he goes off to university um, yes. to, to bang his girlfriend. Yes. And uh, he's like, hitting it in there. He's like, why won't you work, you bastard? Yes. It was like that. So I've got this mental image of you on the bed. Wasn't even on the bed, it was on a sofa. Oh, okay, sofa. Even worse. <laughs> okay. Just flopped on the sofa, telling yeah. in your penis that you it needs to work and you want it to work. Yeah. Well, you're in like no fit state to even probably talk. To work yourself. 
<laughs> yeah, like, but you know, kind of like when, and again, like we said earlier, didn't we? Like, you can't take what you see in porn as having any kind of value or that that's what happens when it comes yes. to sex. But she literally kind of took my jeans off after we'd kissed, took her pants off, and like jumped on top. Yes. And it was like, you yeah, wait a minute. She's like, what? I was like, well, what the, f- what the fuck do you think is going to happen? I was like, you haven't done anything. You've, <laughs> you've taken my pants, we've taken my pants and your pants off. What? At least like, even though. <laughs> you know, like, wake him up. <laughs> Lad's absolutely gone. You're going to have to do something for him. You know, and it was just like, and it, it all then became a bit half-assed. Um, so we yes. just called it a day. And then did you just roll over and go to sleep? I, I got in a taxi and went home. Oh, you actually went home. Went home. What no, about yourself? I don't think I have, to be honest. I don't think I have. I'm not saying everything's always been perfect. Yeah. But I don't, I don't recall, like, at the top of my head, anything being particularly horrendous or embarrassing or, or anything like that. I've kind of given out a few more revelations along with um, my small tongue. From an earlier episode, we've now found out that I have brewer's droop in my life <laughs> and that there's been a few times where I've shot the gun too early. Personally, I don't think there's much more that um, we need to talk about. I think... Um... You're never going to have me back on this podcast because you <laughs> keep giving too much away, Paddy. You keep giving too much away. <laughs> don't adjust. But it's um, endearing. It's so it's maybe on the next episode, you'll be able to drop some more um, secrets that you Never expected to tell people. But secrets hey. that make me sound a bit better, eh? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> there's, there's endearing qualities amongst someone that shoots their gun early, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's, Maybe. Uh, it's no good. It's not going to work. I'll still feel bad about doing it. <laughs> but yeah, well, um, I think we've, uh, we've covered a fair bit for a bonus episode. I think... Uh, <laughs> I think it'll be an interesting one for people to listen to and I think it'll be interesting to see what people have got to say. So if you do have any comment on this oh, one, I'd love to know the feedback. drop us a tweet underneath the, the post or get in touch with myself on Twitter. It's at It's My Mate Paddy or get in touch with Bex, whose Twitter is... Uh, Bebo Bowls 02, but actually that. Bebo underscore bowl zero two. And that's bowls as in B-O-L-S, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah. And actually, if we do a uh, another like part, what are we on? A bonus part two, maybe. There'll be even more revelations that come out. Hey, Pads. There could you well know. be. Because <laughs> um, I could go on. I would love to be able to encourage women to speak more openly about sex. There's like a small percentage that do, but... I still feel that sometimes we hold back a bit for fear of being, you know, called out as, you know, sluts, hussies, or, you know, there, there is that kind of stigma, isn't there, I think, attached to women who like... Definitely, yeah. As an opinion. So if we can change it slightly, I'm not expecting, you know, to be like, um, and doing it. But if we can talk more and make it a bit more normalised, then that'd be good. So we'll so... carry on our quest to try and normalise that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll just carry on doing yeah. my own thing, but I'm exactly. quite happy. <laughs> um, and we'll we'll wrap that up there for for the bonus pod. Hopefully, everyone's enjoyed it. Um, I just have this urge to sing. Let's talk about sex, baby, but I'm not going to. Well, <laughs> Nobody needs to. 
<laughs> no, no, it's fine. Well, it's been an absolute <laughs> delight speaking to you again. Thank you. I've had lots of fun. So thanks for having me once no again. Worries. Thanks for coming on. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll hear from you at some point again in the future. Um, well, maybe. Yeah, you never know. Depends if we need never back, know. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah exactly i'm only here to make the numbers up pads come on (laughs) but thank you for uh for being on it's been it's been a good laugh Uh, i've enjoyed it um pods um so yeah hopefully the listeners have enjoyed it and uh we'll speak to you again shortly thank you and goodbye bye folks